My name is Jenna and I'm here to help you do all the hard things. I'm a licensed professional counselor with nearly 10 years of clinical and research experience working with people who have some of the most debilitating OCD and anxiety in the world. I'm also a mom, a personal trainer, and a lover of modern spirituality. My goal is to bring you all the research, guidance, and encouragement you need to help you remember and know how strong you truly are. Now let's get to it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi again, everybody. This episode is for all of you because the reality is we all have days that are just okay. They're kind of like meh days. You might be having some even more okay days now just with everything going on in the world. So I think there are a lot of different ways to reinterpret an okay day or a bad day. And I'm really talking to Anyone who is kind of looking back at their day, they're in bed and they're kind of looking back at their day and they're like, I feel like that was such a waste because I feel like I do that a lot, especially when Eli is having a really hard time and we haven't really been able to enjoy our time together or I feel like I wasn't productive and it just was kind of like a meh day. This was specifically asked as a topic from one of my listeners, one of my good friends. And it's just such a great topic. We all need this. So I'm going to go over nine ways or tools that you can use to reinterpret those days. And these tools are things that you can use in the moment. So let's say that your day starts off on the wrong foot. Let's say that you're midday through your day and you're like, whoa, this day just did not go the way that I planned. My time is precious. My weekends are precious, whatever it is. And it's just not going the way that you planned and you're not feeling it. Or if you're like me and you have those days where you're wrapping everything up, you're putting your kiddos to bed, you're wrapping up your work for the day, you're in bed and you're like, what the heck? That was such a waste. So nine things or ways to reinterpret your okay day or your bad day. I'm going to start first with number one is to look for the magic in other places. So when you're having these okay days or these bad days, I think there's still something that we can latch on to even on those days, right? So if we're willing to see it, then we'll see it. And really the question is, are you willing to see things differently? And are you willing to see love instead? If any of you follow me on Instagram, then you know this is one of my favorite mantras. I choose love instead of this. So definitely on the bad days and on the days that seem okay, reminding yourself to choose love and to try to see things differently. Even affirming to yourself that you are willing to see things differently and and saying it to yourself in your head or saying it out loud, I choose to see this differently. I am willing to see this differently can be a big difference of thought and perception in the moment. As far as looking for magic in other places, if you're willing to do that, 
This can take the form of reinterpreting what miracles look like during these rough times. So for instance, if you're a mom and you're having a rough day, maybe the miracle, instead of having this wonderfully joyful day with your family, maybe the magic instead is that you took a deep breath instead of losing your shit. (laughs) Maybe the magic is that you were able to be assertive and tell your partner that you need a break. If you just kind of had an okay day in therapy, you know, maybe the the miracle there is, well, I didn't break down. I didn't, you know, I got through an entire session and I ended up leaving the session and I didn't have as many things that I needed to get off my chest as before. If you're kind of just having an okay day at work, maybe the magic is in how you maintained your calm and you had some funny interactions with your coworkers during some downtime. Maybe the magic is in how people reach out to support you or ask how you're doing. There's got to be something. I just think we have to be willing to see it. So be willing to look for the magic in other places. And number two is maybe related to number one. I think something that will help you be able to see that magic and to see these miracle moments, even during the days where things are bad or not great, is the emotional guidance scale. So the emotional guidance scale is a scale created by Abraham Hicks. It's referenced in a book called Ask and It Is Given. I did a whole podcast episode on the emotional guidance scale. So afterwards, after you listen to this, maybe go back to that one if you haven't already and listen to episode 11, where I go super in-depth about the scale. There is also a visual representation of the scale, including all of the different emotions on it on my website, jennaoverbod.com. Just click on resources and you can download it for free. The idea behind the emotional guidance scale is that there are 22 emotions ranging from really high vibe, feel good emotions, starting with the highest vibe and best good feeling emotions, which are joy, appreciation, empowered, freedom, and love. All the way down to number 22, which is the lowest vibe emotions. And they basically feel the worst, which are fear, grief, depression, despair, and powerlessness. The idea with the emotional guidance scale is that you can't jump from emotion number 22 to say emotion number five, which is optimism. It's more realistic for you to try to go from emotion number 22 to maybe emotion number 21 or emotion number 20, which would be insecurity and jealousy respectively. So I think this could be super helpful in terms of managing those bad days or days that are just okay, because let's say feeling okay or having an okay day is kind of like number eight on the scale, which is actually called boredom. So it's going to be hard for you to go from an eight, which is boredom on the scale, to one, which is joy and appreciation. It's not going to feel genuine for you to think things like be grateful and think happy thoughts and all those things, right? You can say it all you want, but it's not going to be effective because vibrationally and energetically, according to the, the guidance scale, it's too big of a jump. It seems totally insincere, and it just isn't something that your brain is receptive to. Now, what you would be more likely to be able to do if you're at an eight, you'd maybe be able to move up to a seven, which is contentment. So as I mentioned in step number one, perhaps you find something that you're not thrilled or overjoyed or empowered by, but that you can at least be content about. The next emotion is number six, that hopefulness. So maybe on those bad or okay days, there's something to be hopeful about. At the very least, hopeful that it's passing and the day is passing and that you're soon on your way to another day or soon on your way to sleep. 
then you can move up to five, which is optimism, and then four, which is positive expectation, so on and so forth. So understanding based on the emotional guidance scale that you can't and shouldn't expect yourself to go from these really, really low emotions on those bad days or okay days and make these dramatic jumps up the scale, it won't work. You're better off focusing on small, more realistic and more manageable, more reachable emotional changes that you can make that make small differences, but still feel genuine and add up over time. So even a small shift in your energy, like moving from an eight to a seven will mean the difference of going from boredom to contentment. And that in and of itself is going to feel a lot better. Number three, I think these days that are okay or bad make us appreciate the good days more. And of course, that's me saying that on what I would call a good day. (laughs) So on those bad days or okay days, it's hard to see that. I know that. But if we had nothing but positive days, that would be our new baseline. And as humans, we would adapt to that. And as a result, we wouldn't enjoy it as much. I know I've definitely had good days with Eli, and I've definitely had really, really bad days with Eli and tons of days in between. And I know I make a lot of examples out of Eli and about my family and about being a mom. This is, this doesn't, it's not about motherhood. It can be, but it can be about anything. And I know I've said to my husband before, like I've mentioned, I really hate those days where it feels like a constant managing of tantrums and that we don't really get to enjoy each other. But the truth is, that's where a lot of other greatness can come too. So not only maybe on those days do Tate and I get stronger in our relationship when we're both kind of having to work together to manage this like Tyranian, Tyranian devil that's kind of like running around the house, but it makes us appreciate the good days more when we get them. So if everyone I see in treatment as a therapist had nothing but good days, they wouldn't know how awesome it feels to actually have those really incredible days where you overcome this huge fear and you make this significant step forward in treatment because they would have nothing to compare it to. And that would just be the norm. If every day of my life with Eli was pleasant and enjoyable, I can't even imagine being able to enjoy it because I would have nothing to compare it to. It would be my new baseline and my new normal, which would end up being unflappable and boring to all of us. So I guess I'm trying to say that without the bad, we can't really appreciate the good. And without the sadness, we can't really appreciate how good it is to feel happy. Without the bad and okay days, we can't really appreciate the days where everything seems to be working out in our favor and where There's this endless supply of beautiful moments. One of my favorite quotes of all time is from the famous poet Rumi, which says, the wound is where the light enters you. And I really think that's applicable here because the bad and the okay days give way for the good days to actually be recognized and enjoyed and and to be cherished. So number four, I think these days also give us an opportunity to exercise our skills and our tools because this is what real life looks like, right? It's not always going to be good. Then if it's always good, we, we won't get an opportunity to, to learn to see if what we learn works. These days give us an opportunity to give ourselves feedback. Um, for instance, I've been reading a book lately, 123 Magic, and the author is lost on me right now, but it's essentially a book of how to manage start and stop behaviors for your toddler. And it's been really, really helpful learning a lot of awesome information in there. But 
if all of a sudden after reading that book, we never had any more tantrums and we never ever had any more trouble with start or stop behaviors, I would literally never have an opportunity to use these new skills. (laughs) And we are constantly learning things of how to do things better. And that's why you guys are here. Self-development, personal development. We're constantly learning new things to try to be more aligned, to try to be more whole, to try to find those new pieces of us to piece ourselves together. And if we don't have those bad days, we don't know how to exercise our new skills and our new tools, right? I think as a therapist too, it comes up a lot in treatment when someone has a bad day or they just fall into some type of lull in treatment, which happens quite a bit. And when that happens, I talk to my clients about how important it is to use that time to reflect and just evaluate whether what it is that they're doing is working. I might ask them, how would you handle this kind of day back home? Are you handling it better now than you would when you were back home, like before you started treatment? And if so, then that's a sign of progress, right? Like if they're handling it better than they would have before. And if a client comes to me and says they're having a bad day or an okay day, I don't see that as a failure. I see that completely and totally as an opportunity for them to kick it into high gear with all the skills that they've been learning throughout their time with me. It's kind of like, okay, let's see what you got, right? And these skills aren't meant to be used just on the good days. They're meant especially to be used on bad days and okay days. So think of it as far as like, let's go, let's rock this. Let's see what, let's see what I got. I want to know too, when my clients struggle with this, like what skills are they using on these bad days? What skills are they using on these okay days? When they have bad days and okay days, are they just isolating in their room all day? Are they, you know, not answering phone calls from friends? Or are they continuing to kind of activate and force themselves to listen to music, even though they don't want to, and force themselves to go to the grocery store, even though they don't want to, which is behavioral activation in its finest example. Um, You also can't really rely on the good days to be what affects your inner state. So if your faith in yourself and your resiliency wavers, depending on whether you're having a good day or you're having a bad day, you're going to be at the mercy of external factors like your family your job, the news, the weather, and a million other things. And that's just not a good place to be. I'm not saying you constantly have to be feeling happy. That's the opposite of what I'm saying. What I am suggesting is that you have to be in control of your own well-being and you have to take responsibility for that. And you can't constantly and consistently let your inner peace be dictated so completely by other people and external factors so much. And of course, it's going to happen from time to time because we're humans, but it can't happen all of the time. If it happens all the time, then we're going to be in big trouble because again, we're at the mercy of the external world and all of the people and all the situations in it. I know before I left for maternity leave, I feel like if I had a bad day at work, meaning like if my, if my clients had a bad day and There was just a lot of negativity and no one was really listening. No one was really doing their assignments. I feel like that automatically, like a one-to-one ratio, always equated to then I was having a bad day. And I was at the mercy at that point of whether these clients of mine were listening to me. It was just a really unhealthy concept and a really unhealthy relationship as opposed to 
yep, I'm, I'm responsible for my own inner peace and my own happiness. And regardless of whether you guys have a good day or a bad day, I got to cut that cord. So just considering kind of what it is that you're putting your stake in as far as having a good day or a bad day or an okay day and trying to take responsibility for yourself, knowing that regardless of what kind of external factors are going on around you, you still have to be responsible for that inner peace. The fifth one here is acceptance. And I think a lot of ACT or acceptance and commitment therapy principles would be super applicable here. So ACT is a form of therapy under the CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy umbrella that encourages people to focus on the present moment and to basically move forward by practicing skills like acceptance and sitting with difficult emotions. One of the main goals of ACT is to transform negative thinking and to reduce or eliminate unnecessary emotional rumination and dwelling. So just that Eeyore thinking that why me? What was me? Why is this happening to me? This is never going to change. It's never going to get better. And oftentimes, I don't think the problem is the bad day or the okay day. I think instead, it's our negative judgment about those days and the fact that we're having them in the first place then we have this compulsive need to change it rather than kind of just accepting it for what it is. So instead of trying to get rid of ourselves or or get rid of the bad day or the okay day and calculate how can we make this better? How can we make this better? How can we not have this bad day again? How can we make our days more positive, more consistently? What if we just work to accept that this is going to happen from time to time and then challenge our judgments about our expectations for bad days and okay days? Ask yourself, like, why am I feeling the need to have a better day? What do I think this means about me or about my situation that I'm having a bad day or an okay day? Is that really the case? Am I evaluating the situation without considering all the evidence? Is this bad day or this okay day going to matter five years from now? Is it going to matter 10 years from now? After challenging your negative beliefs a little bit about your expectations of not having a bad day or having an okay day, wouldn't that already be a little bit relieving somehow that like in and of itself, that perception shift is a little bit of a miracle right there. That little bit of relief that you feel just letting yourself off the hook for, for having an okay day or a bad day. This is what I talk to a lot of my clients about. So when they come to me struggling with obsessive thoughts or OCD issues, they often, I often will tell them, The difference between you and me is not that I don't have intrusive thoughts. Everybody has intrusive thoughts. The difference between you and me is that when you have intrusive thoughts, meaning the client, they tend to negatively evaluate those those, um, intrusive thoughts and they take responsibility for them. So I think, again, like the problem isn't the intrusive thought that happens. The problem, what manifests sometimes into OCD and anxiety can be the fact that people are having negative judgments about their intrusive thoughts and that they are trying to get rid of them. I think a lot of the same thing is applying here when it comes to bad days or okay days. I don't think the problem necessarily is the existence of bad days or just okay days. I think the problem is our negative evaluation of that experience and our expectation that they shouldn't be there in the first place. So that was the first five steps. And before I get into steps six, seven, eight, and nine, I'm going to take just a quick break. 
while I tell you guys about an awesome product that I totally love. So please check it out. It's one of the ways that I keep the podcast going. And I will be right back after this. I'm so excited to share with you guys a planner that I've had for months now. And now I have an absolutely incredible offer so that you can enjoy it with me. I've tried yearly planners, blank diaries, and everything in between, all the way from back when I was in high school. Silk and Sonder is the perfect planner that I've been waiting for for years. Silk and Sonder is a self-care monthly planner and journal subscription service, including monthly, weekly, and daily planning pages, plus activities that change each month and are targeted to help with your self-care. You'll get coloring pages, recipes, habit trackers, journaling prompts, and more. Silk and Sonder offers monthly, quarterly, annual, and gift subscriptions. It's the first ever monthly planning experience aimed to empower you to live the life that you've always wanted. Inspired by a new theme each month, they hand curate, design, and deliver each issue straight to your doorstep. You'll love each month's blend of productivity and planning, introspection and mindfulness, and lifestyle content. I've been using mine for months, and I'll honestly never go back to a regular planner ever again. For 25% off your order, head to my website at jennaoverbod.com and click on deals. We're back with steps six, seven, eight, and nine. I had my tea. I'm good to go. Number six, you are human. You're not a robot. It is impossible to have all good days, to have all good emotions, to have all good thoughts. Unfortunately, this is the price we pay for having the lovely, beautiful, complicated, and totally ridiculous and puzzling brains that we have. With that said, we can roll with those negative emotions, and that's really what we should do. We should try to sit with them and let them pass through us, try to cope with them and plan ahead for them. In reality, it's impossible to expect to have all good days, and there's nothing that you're doing wrong. It's just the way that it is. Number seven, I think sometimes when we have these just okay days or bad days, it's actually our body and or our brain and and or our soul, our mind, whatever, trying to give us a sign that we need to chill the F out because we can't constantly exist in these high end states of being either really, 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 really happy all the time or really, 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 really low all the time. We can only handle so much intensity. We can only handle so much emotion. Eventually, when we live on these extreme spectrums, it all comes to a head, right? So when we're feeling really, 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 really negative, we might break down, cry, and then have that release. When we're feeling really, really, really positive, we might get super exhausted. And and I think this is how we burn out. It, It manifests in the form of these just okay days. So this is how I usually feel on Sundays, BT dubs. So I feel like Monday through Saturday, I go, 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 go. And then whether I like it or not, by Sunday, my mind is completely fried on Sundays. And it's the most meh day in literally the history of all days. I feel hungover and I don't even drink. I haven't drank in over a year. So that's definitely not the issue. But it's like my mind, I, I, I always have just mad days on Sundays. And I, I really, truly feel like a portion of it is my mind being like, you need to chill. <laughs> like we can't live in these extremes anymore. You need to take a break. And if you're not willing to take a break because you haven't been, 
I'm going to make it happen for you. So just recognizing that these black days or these mad days are your body and your mind being like, okay, I need, I need you to chill. I need a break. I need minimal input right now. And I just do not have it in me to be pursuing more and more and more and going and going and going. Number eight, you don't need a reason for just having an okay day. Sometimes it is what it is. So this is radical acceptance in its finest. It is what it is. Radical acceptance is a DBT or dialectical behavioral therapy skill that basically encourages us to accept life on its presented terms exactly as it is and letting be what you cannot or choose not to change. It's truly the principle of it is what it is and fully radically accepting life as it is. So when you refuse to accept reality as it is, that's when you experience problems. This comes up in the form of, I can't have a bad day today, or today was supposed to be a really good day. And accepting the reality of difficult situations sometimes is really, really hard, but sometimes it's part of life, especially in this scenario. And we will most definitely create more misery for ourselves by resisting this reality and trying to force something that's not there. So. This makes me feel like a lot of us is like, okay, we already had a bad day. We already had an, a meh day. Now we're really going to put on the, ex, the extra level of shame and judgment and guilt about having a bad day or an okay day. Like, it, I think it will help to just ex, try to practice that radical acceptance. And it is what it is. It sucks. And I am sitting with those emotions and I'm letting them move through me. And I wish I didn't have a bad day today. I'm, I wish I felt better today. But it is what it is. And then the final one here is there are no coincidences. This is a little related to the idea of acceptance, but one of my favorite all-time quotes is actually from the big book from Alcoholics Anonymous. And I never attended that. I never read it. Um, but I did hear it and about this book from a spiritual teacher I love. Her name is Gabby Bernstein. And the quote goes, when I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, or situation, some fact in my life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing, happens in God's world by mistake. And again, if you aren't a God person, fill it in with whatever you want. So semantics just don't abandon a really awesome message because of semantics. Just put it in with universe, my higher self, the world, spirit, source energy, whatever, just whatever. I love this quote because it boils down whatever disturbance you're feeling to the simple fact that it's this contradiction between what you expect of something and what actually is of something. Again, as I've referenced before, the problem lies in our expectations and in our resistance to accepting what actually is. So when it comes to having bad days or having okay days, the problem isn't the fact that we're having a bad day or an okay day. Our disturbance isn't, it's not with the day. The disturbance is coming from the fact that we somehow expect not to have them or not to have them as much. And that's contradictory to the fact that we are having them. And we have them, of course, because that's reality. So we will remain disturbed until we can reconcile this idea that this situation 
this bad or okay day is exactly the way it's supposed to be in that moment, just the way that God or the universe or your higher self or whatever intended. The key is knowing and having faith that nothing happens by mistake. And furthermore, that we have the power to make the best with whatever it is that we're given. If we're given a bad day or an okay day, we can still make the best of it in some capacity, even if it's simple acceptance that we are accepting it as it is, and we're going to roll with the punches and see what tomorrow brings. So all in all, bad days and okay days can be really helpful for us in hindsight. I know that this is really difficult to do in the moment when you're in the trenches of that day, but here's a quick recap of the nine ways that you can be okay having an okay day. One, look for the magic in other places. Two, use the emotional guidance scale. And again, head back to my podcast episode number 11, and you'll learn so much more about that. Three, consider these days as being something that make us appreciate the good days even more. Four, think of these days as a way for us to get more aligned, to work our tools, and to see our skill set in action. Five, practicing radical acceptance. It is what it is. Six, remembering that you are not a robot. You are human and these things are going to happen. Seven, taking it as a sign that your body and your mind need to chill. Eight, sometimes you don't need a reason. Nine, when it comes to bad days and okay days, knowing that there are no coincidences, knowing that nothing happens by mistake. There's something to be learned on these days. There's something that the world and your body and your mind is trying to tell you. So just tuning in and trying to ask yourself what that is. Now, with all of that being said, I know in the moment it feels like FOMO and we've missed out on something and we need all of our days to be good. We need all of our emotions to be good. But gosh, that just isn't possible. It's nowhere near possible. And honestly, I don't even know if it would be enjoyable or sustainable for very long because in the end, it feels good to know that in the event of a really bad day or an okay day that feels really unfulfilling and uncomfortable, we're 24 hours away at most from a fresh start and soon it will be over and soon we'll be able to start again. And maybe the next day will be bad or okay too, but it will be another fresh start at least. And you can see where you take it then. In the meanwhile, be easy on yourself. Be gentle on yourself. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some high fives for the small wins, even on those bad or okay days. You can still do great things and and really have some small miracles, even on those bad or okay days. I'd say that you can still do great, especially on those bad or okay days. You just have to shift your perspective a little bit. And if you ever need a little reminder, just feel free to come back to this audio, come back to this as a reminder that you are doing just fine and that you're in good company. I hope this was helpful. Please reach out if that was the case. And if you have any other thoughts, we are all in it together. And until next time, keep doing all the hard things. For more information and resources, head to my website at www.jennaoverbaugh.com. From there, you can sign up for my email newsletter so you can make sure that you are the most up-to-date about upcoming resources, podcast episodes, blogs, challenges, and more. Also, check me out on Instagram at jenna.overbaugh 
and tune into some other episodes here while you're at it. As always, if you have a free minute, it would mean the world to me if you could please subscribe and rate this podcast. Subscriptions and ratings help me keep the podcast going and help me spread the word to other people who need these resources and they otherwise may not get them. With that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really love creating these episodes for you. And until next time, keep doing all the hard things.